From the bottom to the top now. This is shit that make you roll over the top down. Little shorty head was banging like a rock crowd. Recommend you take a minute for your talk down. Yo, girl, she wanna snap a pic, can't think straight. When I'm at the cancer sticks, pulling out crazy words from a bag of tricks. Small town kid, something that you never predict. Get in line, yeah, you know that it's my turn. Don't worry about the money that I might earn. Eating pussy now, I'm dripping from the sideburns. Fresh whip, hit me in the radio like stern. Hey everyone, how the hell are you? Ty Forney here from These Guys Talk Podcast. Got a little bit of a shit show of an episode this uh, this Wednesday, so I guess I'll throw it over to Chris, introduce him. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing great. Hope everyone that's listening is having a good time. Um, yeah, we, we are having a bit of a different episode. Um, this past weekend, the, J- the Triller, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren event was something we've talked about on this podcast for several, well, yeah, probably several months now. And now that it ended, it uh, it didn't go as well as we thought it was going to be. And um, we're here to talk about it. Might slander it a bit, might roast it a bit, but we'll see where this conversation goes. And uh, I'm glad to have a good friend of mine. He's He loves combat sports more than anyone I know. He's very passionate about it. Nate Newmaster is back on the podcast. How are you doing, Nate? Good to be back, boys. Good to see you. Glad to have you back, man. I know you and me, we text each other during every event. And we had a, quite the conversation this past Saturday. Oh, and, yeah it was was something so let's get right into it we'll start from all the way from the bottom of the main card all the way to the top but there's a couple things i want to talk about before we start talking about the fights um what are you guys thoughts on that production like did i well overall just terrible right guys i i i think i'm not yeah i think nothing good about this event was good i'm not going to shake a stick at anything i think it was all garbage um the only good thing i like is frank mir that was it for me yeah, no, he, looked, was... he looked fucking big old Frank, 276. Just throwing the mitts, eh? He, he didn't look bad. I know we'll get more into that fight in a bit. But um, the production, production, they had a two million. So what I heard is that they had a $2 million budget. And it looked like dog shit. Like the camera angles were terrible. And oh. like, if you're going to spend, how much money did they spend on all those artists? You'd think you'd want to spend a bit more just to make, like, I don't even find, honestly, the like the, the ring looked good. I didn't like the color or anything like no. that either. No, the whole scene, it was, it was bad. Like the amount of scaffolding, there's more scaffolding there than a fucking city, a downtown construction project. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The production looked- was terrible. Those shots that you could see the ropes, the close up, you couldn't even see. They were showing shots through the ropes of the, of the ring. It was a joke. It was. It was terrible. What were you, what'd you think about that, Foreign, when you were watching it? It sucked. I don't know. <laughs> I like this. I like uh, that Ice Cube made an appearance, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even well, Snoop, even Snoop Dogg was fucking pissing me off. Oh, oh I know. Snoop well, Dogg, okay. Well, that's what I what that's what I wanted to bring up next. The commentary that was just wow. I I, I lost for words. Like unprofessional. Like dude, there's the, the low key like Satin Island jokes with Pete Davidson. Yeah, I do. This all fight. <laughs> oh, he was a. It's it's insane. Why is that squirrely fuck even on there? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, see some, yeah. Fucking okay. Snoop. Snoop said the same thing. Left side, west side. He said it 17 yeah. times a fight, bro. Oh, it was it terrible. It's hard he, to listen to. He was. And you know what? Snoop's been known for his commentary. He's did, uh he did some for like an NHL game for the Kings. He did some for Dana White's uh, contender series. And everyone thought he was yeah. good. And and he wasn't bad during the first Triller event with Mike Tyson. But this one, I agree with you guys. He was pissing me off. Like, he just... Oh, he was awful. Yeah, he sucked. T- and, and, like, every all the guys on the panel were talking over each other. Al Bernstein, he's like, this guy's a Hall of Famer. He, he's been the fucking voice of Showtime for how long? He's called the biggest fights you can, you can think of. And he got fucking the king of Staten Island blowing weed smoke in his face journey. It was a <laughs> joke, man. That poor guy. He's sitting there, didn't even get a word in because everybody's talking over him. Yeah, and what do you guys think of, like, I know all of us, we don't have, you know, the best vocabulary, but all the swearing and stuff, too. Like, you're not used to that when you're watching a fight. You don't hear Joe Rogan saying, fuck yeah, what a nice no, overhand, right? It's just right? unprofessional, man. Like, it's just, it, it seemed like more, honest to God, like more of a comedy show. Like, you want to watch a combat event, and you want to get a little bit of insight on the fight. You want guys breaking it down. And instead, it, it was one-way slander toward the guy that was losing, no matter who it was in which fight. It was a joke. Absolutely. Well, we'll dive into those fights. Well, it's so actually, uh, Julia Rose made an appearance, too. That was... Oh, yeah. That was, mm. that was, that was a good part. 
That was a good she, part of the show. Yeah, she yeah. looked great. And I was that's what I'm going to get into right now, actually. So Julia Rose was a part of Joe Fournier. Uh, I don't know if he's related to you, Fournier or not. Uncle. Uh, but, um, Uncle Fournier. Yeah, Uncle. Um, my, yeah, it's, it's my, it's Uncle, my Uncle Joe <laughs> versus Raycon. So Joe Fournier is a British billionaire. Um, I looked him up. He has some investments and stuff and has a lot of real estate into uh, nightclubs versus Raycon. Never heard of him prior to that night. Um, Raycon's apparently uh, a Colombian reggae artist. And yeah, so this whole fight started over a beef between these two over a girl. Maybe it was over Julia Rose. Who knows? And um, somehow managed to get on the pay-per-view of this shit show of a card. Um, Don't know how that worked out. But overall, Raycon apparently going into this fight only trained for one month. And you could, you could certainly tell because he looked awful. Oh, man. And Joe Forney is a professional boxer. He's fought eight cans or tomato cans and uh, with no winning records in, the, um, in England. So what would you guys think of this first fight? Well, I do want to start by saying Joe Forney didn't look like no fucking peaches and cream either. He wasn't good. No. That being said, when you got a guy with one name that shows up on the tail of the tape, it's never Raycon. I never take the guy with one name to even do a thing. And he got fucking brutalized. He was, it, was, it was an absolute joke of a fight. The fucking last first minute of the first round, they didn't even show it. They just showed the table because Pete Davidson walked in. That's yeah, what I was that, like, what is going on? That's what I wanted to bring up, too. So in the middle of the last 30 like, seconds of the guys. first round, all of a sudden you're Mario Lopez – Pete Davidson's in the house. They the camera, <laughs> the camera skips over from the fight, which everyone paid the watch oh, to watch fuck. Pete Davidson show up in his freaking banana suit, whatever the fuck he was wearing. Fishing and suit. um, yeah, I don't know. Looked like a walking Dude. banana to me. But <laughs> comes out, and then they're like, Yeah, yeah, and Mario, him and Mario, they show the camera shows him and Mario Lopez taking selfies and shit. And oh, that was like, a joke. And then all of a sudden you hear the um the, the bell ring. <laughs> So, dude, that was literally. I feel like I feel like that's a fucking SNL skit that Pete Davidson brought to them and said, "Hey, let's cut these guys. Let's cut these two fucking, like Chris said, tomato cans off, and let's just show AC Slater from Saved by the Bell in the fucking King of Staten Island shaking hands because that's what everybody wants to see, right? Yeah, I couldn't believe oh, that. That was I couldn't believe that either. Like I thought it was so funny, just Mario Lopez." Pete Davidson's in the house, and then his camera skips over. Like, I was so mind blown when, when that happened. A fucking in a rain jacket for fuck's yeah. sake. It was that was buddy, terrible. Buddy looked like he just came back from lobster fishing. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. Oh fuck, oh, dude! I swear, I, I do have to say though, I think. I truly do think anybody with two left hand or two hands in a fucking heartbeat could be Raycon on any given day. That guy was dog awful. That, that was, was insane. That was a terrible performance by him. I wonder how much he got paid because it take a lot of money for me to get embarrassed like that. But not moving for me. on, yeah, no, not for, not for me. No, what, just take- a, like a hundred bucks in a case of Miller Light and you're good. <laughs> e- easy. They asked Robert Whitaker about it. He said uh, at the end of his fight, he said, "Would you fight for?" Five hundred thousand dollars in a fight? He said, "Well, I'm fighting for less now." <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong, yeah. And it's true, man. That's right coming. From, that's coming from like a former middleweight champion in the UFC. But oh, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy how much money they're just tossing out to those guys. Insane, but moving man. on from that fight, that I just thought that was that was just a circus of a fight. Plus the whole Pete Davidson situation that was freaking hilarious, but also a joke. But Comedy then show. after that, there was like a literal hour break, like oh, in between dude. these next fights. A full-on concert. And I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't watch it. I started watching the UFC fights, I think. So who was performing? It was like E-40, Snoop, Ice Cube. Um, <laughs> Dude, I got some shit to say about fucking E-40, bro. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. First, I'll just say, when I saw fucking E-40 walk onto that fucking stage and that fucking song came on, I'm not even kidding. And there's no disrespect. I did not think he was alive, that guy still. He looked like a bowling ball rolled onto the stage. And he's, I love that song and I was happy to see him. And then I couldn't believe it. I was in utter shock to see fucking E40 there. And then fucking Too Short came out and you couldn't hear a word he said. It was great. Yeah, too Short. 
That was brutal. And then they said after they're creating that rap group, it's like, fuck, man, for the greater good, don't do that. No, it was, it was so bad. Every part of it was bad. Bieber was good. Yeah, Bieber was good. But everyone was like saying, oh, Bieber sounds different without auto tune and stuff. I didn't, I didn't think it was a bad performance. No, it, was but right. it was just crazy, like the, the t- amount of time in between that Raycon Joe Fournier fight until the Frank Mir fight. Yes, yeah. was just just everyone was pissed off. I saw tweets and stuff. They're all saying, "What the hell? I didn't know I paid fifty bucks for a concert." Yeah, and well, it, it it became pretty clear that that's what it was about. Like Triller, it was about the concert. Like the amount of product, like the production of the fucking concert was way better than it was in the fucking event itself. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, like it's, that's where the money went. It was about spent- Jake Paul Aspen and that. Yeah, that's no, it. they thought they'd get more of an audience by having fucking. Um, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio handing out the belts, and they would um, and the TikToks, belts. fucking white belts, for what? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the fucking Walmart WWE fake belts look better than yeah. the fucking like Steve Cunningham. Imagine he goes home, he's like, "Oh, what would you get that belt for?" Oh, I, I fought uh, a guy who's two hundred and seventy six pounds in a, in his first ever boxing match. <laughs> Uh, you, goes, you, oh, like, like, that's just something you wouldn't want to frame that's like me going downstairs in my basement grabbing my wwe john cena spinner belt and just put it in my room and saying i'm a champion the intercontinental champion baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those belts looked awful too and i could care less if charlie d'amelia was putting on them and making tiktoks while she's in the ring it doesn't matter to me yeah it is. but moving on so yeah speaking of frank Mir and um steve cunningham it is um first off 70 pound difference going into that fight. 70 pounds, Frank Mir weighed more than Steve Cunningham. Oh, that was a big boy. So, Frank is a big boy. Frank, if you don't know, Frank Mir is a former UFC heavyweight champion. Um, not known for his striking, but his jujitsu is fantastic. But obviously, Frankie needed a payday because I don't know why he wanted to be in a boxing match. Versus Steve Cunningham. Steve Cunningham's a former boxing champion. He's actually dropped Tyson Fury in a fight. So he's a real deal. He's, a, he's 44. And, he's old. You know, he's old. He wanted a payday too. But you know what? Decent scrap. Frank Mir looked okay. And obviously Steve Cunningham's old. That showed in his performance. But what I wanted to talk about this fight was Oscar De La Hoya just shows up out of nowhere <laughs> on the commentary. And holy, holy shit, was that guy blasted. I don't know. He's known for his cocaine use. I don't know if he was hammered. But some of the stuff coming out of that guy's mouth towards that fight was just oh. ridiculous. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Was, again, I thought it was a comedy sketch from fucking Pete Davidson. He rolls in on every fucking drug that you can fucking count on your hands. Oscar. And same thing. He's just just total disregard for the legend frank mir is just beating him down at one point said i think it was a later rounds at one point said oh this fight would be done in a second if i was in there like yeah, just it's... shit like that man it's like what are you talking about and and the video there's a video that came out after where it's like zoning in on his face when he wasn't talking and he was just like he was looking into the fucking next universe dude he, he was on <laughs> something bro for sure what a joke what a joke to the sport that guy is honestly just... He is just like I respect him as a fighter and what he's done in the past, but recently I think why they had him there is he's signed with Triller. He's supposed to fight on July 3rd or something. Heard rumors against Eddie Alvarez, former UFC um, lightweight champion. And um, at, after that, and I heard a lot of people say this, no one wants to watch Oscar De La Hoya fight. And, no, not a chance. And, and obviously, you know, I, I heard a funny quote from Dana White in a while back. They're like, oh, what are your thoughts on Oscar De La Hoya coming back and fighting? And Dana White just straight up looks at his journalist and says, cocaine isn't cheap. <laughs> that was the best. That was the fucking best, man. And, oh. and uh, what a joke. Yeah, Even was... you, you, like everybody else in the panel was like rolling their eyes too. They're like, fuck, man, who is this fucking clown? Yeah, they're like, they're like what is this guy doing here? Obviously, yeah. just absolutely I think sniffed off. Trailer should make Jake Paul versus Oscar De La Hoya. Re- realistically, Jake Paul took no damage. He can, yeah. he can turn around in a few months. That'd be awesome. Give, give Oscar a fight. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't mind watching that. That'd be funny. But we'll move on. Um, I'm gonna be up really honest. The co-main event, I didn't even watch it. I was just like, screw this. You know what? The thing is, those are probably two of the only real boxers on this entire event. Didn't yeah. even watch oh. it. Um, to be fair or honest, but uh, I had an absolutely unusual ending. 
with a a low blow that wasn't a low blow that caused this the one guy to leave on a stretcher. Um, what do you guys think about that? Um, well, Regis Progre is fucking un- he's he's sharp. He's got hands. He's real good. And I think those I think they said those guys were sparring partners or something too. I think, but that phantom nut shot, dude, buddy, like they they stretchered that guy out. Yeah, it didn't even hit him. It didn't they, even he- hit him. Even if it was a liver shot, didn't even hit him. Like it, it was not hard enough to drop him at all. It was a joke. I can't. I couldn't believe that. The guy Straight put up. on a, a better performance than Aljamain Sterling. Like, Dude, he, he put on a better fucking performance than Leo in the fucking Revenant. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. The Oscar goes too because that guy fucking crushed it. Yeah, that I guess was, I don't um, know if he didn't think there were cam- cameras in the fucking place or what, but holy. Clearly, he didn't want to fight. But tough look. It, Tough luck. That's that's pretty well all I have to say about that co-main. Just it made things really weird going into this um circus of a main event. Here we got going on. We'll talk about next. So Jake Paul absolutely flattens Ben Askren in the first round, hit him with an one or a jab overhand right. And what you guys I want to hear what you guys think about like the stoppage, the fight overall, and everything. Is was it rigged? That's a big topic right, right now, too. Um well, yeah, I mean, Ben got fucking straight dropped. <laughs> he got hit with that fucking right and fell. And I wasn't – I don't think really anybody was too surprised, really, especially when they were making their walkouts. Ben didn't even look confident. But uh, I don't know if it was rigged. Everyone's saying Ben was, like, smiling coming out. It's like – because he just got his ass flattened by YouTube, and man. He's laughing at himself. Like, I would be too. What else can you do? People know the type of guy Ben is. He's just going to laugh about it. He, everyone's laughing. He's thinking that he rigged it or he was – a part of some shit. I don't think so. Who knows? But I don't know. I just think he he was just seriously outmatched, and he and he faced a fucking a, a good boxer in a, in a sport that he has zero experience in. No, I feel I feel the same way. Like I I don't personally don't think it's rigged. I feel like Ben just got dropped by a YouTuber. But to be fair, like Jake can box, man. He does not look bad. And the only thing is, he's he's never fought a real fighter. Or a no, boxer, I should say. For sure. Yeah, that's his next and, fight has to be a boxer. Has to be a boxer. If he wants any sort of legitimacy, it has to be a boxer, I think. I know. You got, like, the whole MMA community just attacking him right now. Um, speaking of that, I want to hear – I don't know if you guys saw the clip of Tywin Woodley just getting – he was in – because I guess <laughs> in, um, in boxing, you're allowed to send one person from your corner to watch your opponent get their hands wrapped just in case, you know. I guess back in the day, people used to put, like, blades and stuff in their, like, knuckles. It's just – Prison rules. Yeah, prison rules stuff. So <laughs> so Tyron Woodley goes up into Jake Paul's corner, and these guys are just – who. Um, if you don't know what Tyron Woodley is, former UFC welterweight champion, five times defended his belt, had the belt for like three years. Right now is on a terrible losing skid, probably close to retirement right now. But um, goes in there, and these guys are just talking. I don't know what pro boxer was um, in Jake's corner, and this guy's just – talking shit saying you don't know about these gloves you don't know about these gloves and tyron just kept saying i'm a five-time world champ i'm a five-time world champ yeah. like what do you think of that like i know <laughs> people like dc and like a lot the whole mma community was outraged by that clip yeah i love what he said i like how he goes five-time champ and jake goes is that all you got he's like that's all i need bud yeah <laughs> like five-time champ buddy look it up yeah but <laughs> i don't know that I don't know. It was hard to just take any of it seriously. Even that fight, like it was just all so corny to me. Everything was just so corny. And I don't know, especially like everything that happened leading up to that. I just, all I remember about the main event was Ben getting flat and being like, next. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with this. Like you're sitting there at one in the morning and you're like, holy shit. I've been waiting since nine o'clock for this. Yeah. That's how it ended. I feel bad for the people who paid. Yeah, Fornia. Unfortunately, I think you're one of those guys that uh, paid. Uh, what were you like? Were you pretty upset with the ending of that? The way you spent money on fifty bucks on that circus? Well, it's no different than spending fucking ninety bucks on a UFC event and Conor McGregor knocks guy out in fucking nine seconds. So, I mean, it, it was like Nate said, it was a fucking, it was a comedy show. It was something to do on a Saturday night. Can't go fucking golfing, so whatever. Yeah, oh, I that's... mean, it, it was only like forty bucks, so it's like, 
40 bucks can't even get you a fucking 18 holes in a beer at Shelburne Golf and Country Club. So, no, a couple hours of work. Yeah. Um, what did you think? What, what were your thoughts on the ending, Foreign? Did you think it was rigged? Did you think uh, it's just, you know, he just got caught? Like, definitely wasn't rigged. I mean, from the angle of the fucking where, where it was shown live, yeah, yeah, it looked like he, he could have definitely got up. But I seen another angle, I think, on Sports Center on Instagram from the other side of Ben. And when the ref called him, like, to walk towards him and he fucking, like, totally stumbled, like, he was, he got fucking rocked. Yeah. So no, yeah, I, this, no, I don't think it was rigged. I don't understand like the 10 count though. Like usually they're given, you know, typical boxing, given the 10 count. If you're good to go, you're good to go. Ben yeah. got up right away and he was ready to go. I've seen ball. I've seen a lot. You know, there's been a lot of fights of boxers in a lot more rough shape, stumbling a lot more after a knockdown. Oh, and, for sure. and, 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 and they're given the green light. So I thought it was a little early, the stoppage, but yeah, I don't I think the outcome was going to be any different. I think it was better for Ben that it ended when it did. Cause he was probably just going to go down even harder. That's that's kind of well, the way I felt. It's but. just like when he fought Robbie Lawler, right? Like he fucking took a beating and just got, you know, he was he was good to go and he won, right? So, but I mean, it wasn't even real boxing. Let's be honest. Like, fuck. no, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> it was like it was like the Mike Tyson shit show. Like all the people that bought that because Mike Tyson, and then it was a fucking draw. Like, and now apparently he's fighting again. Yeah. Like, that's just it's just stupid. But moving forward, yeah, I definitely won't fucking spend money to watch Justin Bieber fucking sing. Don't yeah, worry, no. I'd be surprised if Triller has more than fucking five more events. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. A, a lot of the MMA community is calling Triller the affliction of um, yeah. boxing. Yeah, for sure. And those of you who don't know, Affliction is a, was a shirt company that sponsored a lot of MMA um, superstars back in the day. They said, screw it, we're going to start our own company. And I think what, they had three three events and then went bankrupt. Like, Dude, Triller's the WWE of the fight game. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's like, a joke. It was terrible. I know. So how many, what events do they have lined up next? Like they signed um, Lopez, the boxing lightweight champion, which is, Dude, he, I, he's got hands actually. Yeah. He is a great fighter, which is a shame yeah. that someone at that talent level is going to be fighting for that shit show of freaking promotion. Oh, him and Oscar, dude. That'd be yeah. perfect. <laughs> but fucking perfect i know i just now, now especially after that because you know the first one was okay like you know everything looked all right like uh Mike Tyson. Pr- production like the production looked, i thought it was pretty cool the ring and everything looked good and you know even the art performers there was was okay but just the downgrade from that event to this event was just horrific oh it was but, yeah, but I think one thing though is is a fact if you Jake for Jake Paul if you like him or you hate him, there's no doubt now with in, a, in an age where pay per view is dead, that fucking guy's a pay per view star. I mean, he absolutely is. You, you can question. you like I was listening to, to Chael and he was Chael Sonnen and he was making some points like you look back to that Mike Tyson and Jones card, which what was that like one point five or one point seven or something like that? This yeah. made one point five. How much of that was Mike Tyson and Jones opposed to Jake Paul, really? No, Jake like, Paul definitely had a huge effect on that event. I feel like if he, was, if he didn't absolutely flatten Nate Robinson in that fight or that event, um, you know, maybe it wouldn't have got that many pay-per-view sales because you don't have that younger generation of kids, right? Yeah, for but, sure. No, uh, yeah, I completely agree, though, what you're saying, though. Jake Paul is a pay-per-view star. It's kind of unfortunate, but it's true. It is. It is um, <laughs> but like he has now, I'm not saying this as in the boxing and like in a talent way, but he has that Mayweather effect where people want to watch you because they want to watch you lose. Yeah. Cause they 100%. hate him so much. Yeah. And it's how long is this going to last? Like how long is he going to, we'll talk about his future opponents in this couple or in a minute or so, but like, how long is he going to handpick these opponents? Because he is a genius when it comes to this stuff. He knew he's, gr- he's great when it comes yeah. to that. Marketing he, genius, really. Marketing genius. He knew. He's like, okay, if I fight Ben Asker, and I know for a fact I have a huge advantage in the hands, but pe- we can promote it as, a, as he's an MMA champion and as he's a real fighter. Exactly. It's still a big name, right? Yeah, it was. And Ben is great on promoting social media, talking. I don't how know me, how many. For, how come he won't fight KSI? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I heard lot hmm. one one rumor it's because KSI doesn't want to fight. I don't, and um, 
you know, like UK lockdown restrictions were pretty heavy with um, boxing and, or like gyms and being stuff being open. And on the other hand, like I, he said, he's moving on from KSI. He's on to bigger and better things, which I kind of agree how, with them. But. How's that big and better things? His brother got his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Avenge, yeah. Avenger brother's loss. No, yeah, I like, I, that's ex- <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he's looking to fight. I think, I think KSI would fucking give him a good run for his money. I absolutely do too. I think though, like, um, that he's trying, you know how like this whole sto- all started with KSI versus Joe Weller to go all the way back. But like, yeah. I, he's trying to move on from being a YouTube boxer. He wants to be a pro boxer, even though it's comical to say that. KSI is undefeated, isn't he? Yeah, he has a uh, two wins and one draw. So I, I'd love to watch that too. We'll, we'll get into that right now, actually. So Jake Paul, future opponents, um, the MMA community went freaking AWOL afterwards, calling him out. Um, for me, my top three guys, and I guess I completely forgot about KSI because Jake Paul has been writing him off ever since um, I, in an interview earlier this past week. But um, so I have either Dylan Dennis, which he just talked shit. He would be the exact okay. same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing that happened to Ben Askren would happen to Dylan Dennis. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not going to pay to watch that. That ever happened. Um, Tyron Woodley fighting i think that'd be okay avenge ben ben um Askren's lost their buddies he has mm-hmm. hands or this is like the new x factor like this is like a real one tommy fury brother of tyson you know what he's i wouldn't say he's the greatest boxer he's fought absolute tomato cans he has a five and zero record but he's a name he's he has that factor that you know what he, he is a pro boxer so no one can trip jake afterwards and i'm being honest i think it might be possibly winnable for jake yeah i don't know i i think my my top two i don't even think dana should be in the fucking conversation that's just like if i think if it would be embarrassing for jake to even fight dylan danis at this point after what happened then actually um when he did you see his dylan danis tweet he said let me save the mma community oh if anything, ally, it'd make it worse ally aquina <laughs> commented and said yeah, the only guy who has worse hands than Ben Askren. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> the fuck would that guy go in? It's, it's, it's insane. But I like Tommy Fury, 100%. And I like Tommy Fury to win. Tommy Fury, like, like you said, he hasn't fought good guys. He's fought better guys than Jake. That's a fact. He's fought boxers. And I like a reality star, YouTube star clash up. There's, there's the, the same kind of background. Yeah. Dude, Tommy Fury's got hands. Like, he's... I, I, I don't know. I got that guy seven days in a week and twice on Sunday because geez, he's, he's working with Tyson Fury, one of the best ever. Yeah, no, that's, that's a solid point. The only thing is for me right now is uh, I don't think Tommy Fury is as marketable in North America. In, no. the, in the UK, he is absolutely huge. Um, Love Island, I think that, I believe that was the show he was on, which is like, was that like a Jersey Shore kind of like, I think so, yeah. like big brother kind of show in the UK, something like that. And uh, obviously being the younger brother of Tyson Fury, arguably the best heavyweight in the world right now has some, that Fury name just sells itself, but yeah, no, that'd be a good scrap. But then, yeah, now um, Fournier threw in the mix KSI, which, what do you think of that? Nate? You think I that's like a that fight? actually, I think that's, if that's like a perfect, almost a perfect fight. If you think about it for Jake and everybody else, like Jake's probably going to want to handpick another opponent. Let's be real. He wants, he's going to pick a guy that he thinks he can, he can be with, with pretty like pretty easily and he, he might think ksi is that guy ksi they come from the same background both youtubers ksi's got a winning record has a lost he's good he's got hands he works with a good team as well i think yeah i've yeah. seen videos of him work like, so, and, I, and, and the fucking and the story the behind beauty. it right yeah yeah the story behind it avenges his uh his brother's shitty, lost. his other his yeah. shitty brother's lost yeah God, yeah. those assholes, eh? Like, <laughs> well, take take the YouTuber and call it like he says he's the best. All this bullshit. Well, he's not because he's got to yeah. beat KSI first. Exactly. I think yeah. I think he's fucking scared. That's yeah, well, no, chicken uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's be real. I am KSI is probably my favorite YouTuber. You guys know me. I love soccer. I love FIFA, and he is the absolute king when it comes to that. KSI only won that fight because Logan Paul got a point deduction. True. That's what I think. And to be fair, KSI, he's a warrior. He trains, he works hard. He does, he's good at everything he does. He makes, even makes good music, but which is what I was going to say, why this fight might not happen. Cause I think he's focusing on his music so much mm. recently, but 
Um, the guy, when he punches, man, he throws windmills. He looks funny, man. He, he throws the kill. But Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just can't see that happening. I'd love to see it. I just, I don't know if that would happen. I think Tommy Fury is more realistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I honestly think too is like, he could fight a fucking 14 year old for all I, I just don't care anymore about watching shitty boxers fight. Like if I'm going to watch boxing now or ever, it's going to be like Canelo. It's going to be Anthony Joshua. It's going to be guys like that. Yeah. Real boxing. Sure. Cause like, that was like a, I was almost excited for it. For I'll, and, for I'll admit I was excited for it and I'm ashamed right now. Yeah. And then once and I watched I, it all, I'm like, that's exactly why I'll never fucking even like, I just, I don't care. I don't care to watch that. No, it was, it's tough on the eyes. Uh, it just, it was so, it was like a rude awakening for me realizing how much of a shit show trailer is. And yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. I, I, I remember I even, I was so pumped up before that event. I went downstairs, put, wrapped my hands up, got my gloves on and hit the bag. I was pumped. And oh, yeah. like I said earlier, me, Fournier, you, we even talked about when you were on the podcast last, we are, we were fired up. This, this fight was selling. Everyone was pumped up. This fight. Oh, yeah. This card was unbelievably or somehow a top 10 pay-per-view boxing event of all time, which is absolutely astonishing to think about yeah, right now. That pisses me off, man. That does too for me as well. I'd like I, to look back and see. I'm going to look up like the top 20 and see what, what kind of cards it beat because that's wild to me. That's wild. It, it is. Um, we'll move on from Jake Paul. Uh, we'll talk a quick, quick conversation. What are your guys' thoughts on Logan Paul versus uh, – we were, brought him up earlier versus Floyd Mayweather. I just saw today Floyd Mayweather posted after this fight was supposed to happen in February. Um, Logan – or Floyd Mayweather posted a thing saying, where should this fight be? He listed a bunch of cities. Um, are you guys even going to pay attention to that, do you think? No, probably not. Like, I'll probably no. – I'm not going to watch it at all. I don't think but I will either, honestly. I, just, I don't care for it. I don't – like, it, it just – if anything, it reminded me why I decided, like, MMA because it's like – so everything just – it's not a clown show. Boxing's in a really tough spot, and I think that's – a lot of it's because of MMA, mm-hmm. honestly. The, comp- the competition MMA has, like, the viewership the UFC is getting, the me- social media, like, how well the UFC is doing too. It's unbelievable yeah. for them. And, yeah, boxing has been dying for years because you know why it's – one thing I don't like about boxing is isn't there, like, a weight class for every, like, three pounds? Yeah, I hate that, man. Like, like I, fucking so I, many belts. You can't yeah, even keep track I, of belts. I was, I swear to God, everyone's a champion. Like, yeah, it's insane. Or at one point they were. <laughs> like, like I said, I can grab my my WWE belt downstairs, and I'd probably be considered a champion at 185 pounds. Fuck. Fucking right, <laughs> like, buddy. Fucking right. But it's yeah, it's 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 an absolute. I, I hate. I keep using the word circus, but yeah, a circus of a sport right now in shambles. You got. Yeah you're at the point where you got YouTubers headlining pay-per-views and former coked out champions coming back for paydays. Yeah. Fuck. You know what pisses me off though is Tiafimo Lopez is fighting for Triller. Yeah. That's what I brought up earlier. And he, like, he is an absolute superstar in the making. That's a shame. Like who, if Ryan Garcia or Gervonta Davis are fighting, like how does that stuff work? If say Gervonta Davis, I think he fights for Showtime and Mm. Lopez fights for Triller. Is that why none of these big fights ever happen? Because they all fight for these different promotions? Or I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Because like I, I know, like, do you remember when fucking Canelo signed like a 13 fight deal with the zone? Yeah. And then written it and, off. Like, Rid it off. Yeah, I don't really know how all that promotion stuff works, but I just know Triller ain't a fucking good one. No. They're, the, <laughs> they're, they're the absolute bottom of the barrel when it comes to promotions. Christ, sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they resurrected Bob fucking king from the dead donnie king get that fucking frizzy haired bastard back to start fucking that's the fucking rig master man that guy's a shady shit yeah i'd rather watch freaking bob sap come back in the octagon (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man (laughs) his fights are something that's for sure i highly remember if you haven't watched a bob sap fight someone search it up on youtube you get a laugh i'm calling calling for bob sap dada 5000 bare knuckle let's go 
Holy shit. <laughs> who, who, dies, who dies first in there? Who do, who, do you, who do you think wins? I think Bob Stab curls up in a ball after like five seconds, but by that five seconds, Data 500 or 5,000 might have another heart attack. So. Dude, Data, Data has 10 punches before his gas tank is on empty. <laughs> yeah. What was what was that movie Um, Data 5000 was part of that got him big? Was, oh, fuck. What was it? The, about the backyard fighting. Yeah, it was about backyard fighting. Um, fuck, it was good. Say. It was good. It was actually really good. And yeah, um, some of you guys don't understand that joke. Uh, Data 5000 fought Kimbo Slice. They had like this backyard beef and uh, arguably the worst fight of all time. <laughs> Just a fucking shit show. Are we good? Did it lag there a bit? No, you're good, man. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I Maybe I like, but um, yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy how boxing has got to the point where they got to throw freaking anyone in there to get views, but let's move on. Um, we got an absolutely huge UFC event coming up this weekend. Mm. Um, they're in Florida, 15,000 fans, um, three title fights. We got Yama Nunes uh, versus Wally Zhang. We got... Uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade, and then we got the big one, the rematch, Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, you guys, what do you guys think of this pay-per-view? First one back, and is how weird is it going to be seeing a fully packed stadium, knowing that we're in lockdown here and can't even go fucking golfing? I know, and I can't wait. I can't wait to hear fans and see fans, man. It's going to be great watching a UFC event like that again. And what a card for it, too. Can't wait. Oh, yeah, that's the whole- the whole main top to bottom is unreal. Yeah, plus you got uh, Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crew, and uh, Chris Weidman. You're at Hall. Great main. Or like, I'm. You know what? You might get your ninety dollars with the money for this event. Fucking but, right. Who do you got? What are your predictions for the main? I love Jorge Masvidal, and he's gonna have a huge um, fan. Like he's gonna have a lot of momentum being in Florida for that fight. I think it's everyone's gonna be anti Usman, and. I, I'm just not a huge fan of Usman. Nothing against his style or anything. He's he's an absolutely talented athlete. I, I think he's going to win. I just hope Jorge wins, though. Like, I think mm. it's going to be a dominant 50-45. But like I said, um, or like everyone's saying, like, Jorge came into that last fight. He flew across the world on six days' notice, did, like, 15 COVID tests, cut 20 pounds, and still managed to not get finished. And he looked okay. Didn't look that bad in the fight either. Yeah, no. I'm going to be honest, hot take here. I've thought it's for a while. I've always thought Masvidal, touch overrated. I just think he's good, but he just doesn't have, like, enough for the top three guys. Colby's a problem for him, I think. Kamaro, I think, is a problem for him. The thing with Kamaro is every he's a problem for everybody. That guy's so good, like you said, everywhere that he's yeah. a real issue. And his stand-up against Gilbert Burns' last fight looked great. Unbelievable. Like, that's what – I always was kind of like, not iffy on Kamaru. I knew he was the real deal. But after that fight, I was like, fuck. Because I had Burns. I had Burns to win, man. So, I did, got... so did me and Foreign. I think Foreign, how much money did you lose betting on Burns that night? What? <laughs> yeah. just I was with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I doubled I doubled it up, too. Didn't you double up after the first round when he looked good? And then he got finished. Oh, because he looked real good after that first round. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. We won't talk about that. We don't like talking about our losses. I made I made it back on that. Fuck. What was it? The that one with the black guy and the Russian that fucking hit him in the neck. Oh, that narrows it down. There? <laughs> Neat. No, the one where he need him right in the head. Oh, Peter Yan and Aljamain oh. Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I fuck, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying the to one, think. I'm like, yeah, there's one a lot out. of both. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of <laughs> Yeah. Khabib? Yeah. <laughs> Khabib versus Michael Johnson? Fuck, that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, that was yeah. the UFC 205. <laughs> like, <laughs> but oh, wait, so you bet, did you bet on Aljamain Sterling and you got your money back? No, no, no. No, no. That that same card, the net, the fight after, the main event. What, I, uh, uh, Izzy versus I think it Jan. Went oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. Dude, I won a lot on that fight, Izzy versus Jan. That was a fucking yeah. payday. Yeah. Oh, yeah? And and I had yeah, money was, on Aljo, that... too, so I snuck by on that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even feel good about that, man. I wanted to give it back. Yeah, it's... um. <laughs> <laughs> if I won money off Aljamain Sterling, like, putting on an Oscar-worthy performance in the 
the octagon um, yeah, I, I would i would just give it to like a local charity or something honestly <laughs> like yeah. just would be a shame to put that in my pocket but arlovsky helped me out last weekend yeah him and you, and, you and me were going out i had chase sherman i thought he, he looked really good in that first round but yeah arlovsky 42 years old like 30 something yeah. fights in the ufc looked sharp short notice when he, beat, when he beat tanner bozer man Shout out Canadian fucking legend. Love that. Heavyweight fight coming up against Ilir Latifi. Great scrap. Yeah, it's going to be a good Tilly. But Arlovsky, look, I had I had a lot of money on Boser to win that. Because I'm a fan too, but I thought he was just going to walk through. And Arlovsky, it was a close fight. You can almost give it to Boser, really. But Arlovsky looked so good still at that age. Crazy. It's unbelievable at 42 how sharp he's looking. Would you? Um, I had mm-hmm. well, this fight was going on during that absolute circus of Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, Robert Whitaker versus Calvin Gastrom, a rematch that fight was supposed to happen two years ago. Bobby Knuckles looked absolutely fantastic. What would you think of his performance? Yeah, I had to go back and watch it after the fucking carnival, but it was uh, he looks so good. He's he's unreal, man. If that's not warranted, like he, I think that warrants him a title shot for sure against Izzy because he said in his interview as well he goes Marvin Vittori is good he goes I'll fight, I'll fight Marvin but he thinks I, I think Marvin you know lacks that top five top three guy experience unlike Whitaker Whitaker every contender or other guy he he's fought he's beat and that's yeah. what his stance was on he said he's like you know I, I, I beat everybody and, and, and I, I will be on the top at one point that's how that's how the fight game should work and I agree with that no, and I think look- this is he warrants a, another shot against Izzy because he looks so good against Gaslam for all five rounds. Yeah, he looked fantastic. Um, he went through just a murderous row of going through Darren Till, Jared Kendemir, Jared Kendemir and then um, now Gaslam. Like, that definitely deserves a title shot, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It's just, obviously, he got knocked the fuck out by Izzy in their first fight. So, it, like, makes it a little, you know, yeah, you know, people change, people improve, you know, make adjustments. For sure. It's interesting to see how, because Whitaker's his wrestling looked really good, and he's a very underrated wrestler. I guess he's been working on that a lot. So we obviously saw that was a huge weakness in Izzy's game during the Yawn fight. So I think if if Whitaker can keep his cardio in, which he's never not been known for, he's pretty, he's been he'll go five rounds with you no problem. And I think if he could wrestle Izzy and just control that ground game and, and get down early and often, but still mix it up on the feet, I think he could. He could get by him. I think that's probably a confidence booster for him, if anything, after seeing that uh, Izzy's fight against Jan, because Izzy looked lost on the ground. And granted, it was a way bigger opponent, but, you know, I don't know. It's interesting yeah. to, to think about what would happen in that rematch. Absolutely. I think that Whitaker would definitely use the wrestler a lot more. But I want to move on from the fight game. Uh, obviously, I don't, I don't want to get too political in the, this podcast, but we're in another lockdown, and a big thing we both, all of us love to do is golf. Um how many rounds did you get in eight before this lockdown? I got five in, and then I actually hurt my wrist. So I wasn't playing for a few weeks before lockdown anyways. But uh, now I'm really itching to play, and it's too bad. It's a shame, too, because, you know, that's – if anything, that's a – golfing is a sport you can do, and you can isolate yourself within people. You can dis, you can take your own car, whatever, whatever you need to do. And you can – you're away from people. Or there is ways to get it – you know, to make it so it's safe, like they did last year. Yeah. Last year, there was no issues, and they did it all season, and nothing – there wasn't, you know, an issue I ever heard of. So, it's a shame it has to shut down. Hopefully, it'll be back up soon. We can get back out. Yeah, I know. I've heard rumors it's supposed to last a month, which sucks. Um, same thing you said. They found ways to isolate ourselves and, um, you know, throw the pool noodle back in. Yeah, I won't, I won't touch yeah. the flag. Throw the, throw the noodle back in. Maybe, na- maybe Nate will hit another – yeah, hit another eagle on five. Fuck. Fucking dare me. I mean, the only times, like, I actually – probably had a better hole from hitting that noodle than I would like getting it in the hole. Right. So yeah. like you're probably realist. Yeah. I sh- I'd be like, yeah, I shot a 47, but with that noodle, I probably shot a 50, 56. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, the stroke saver. That's what I called it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was, oh man. That was, that was, those are interesting times, man. That was really weird going to the course and you see that noodle like a couple hundred yards away. You're like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> like fucking right. Hit a, Hit a three-foot putt line drive style, and it still counts. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but it does suck. I got out four times before this, and I actually fixed my swing. Um, you know, it's all in the hips, as uh, Chubbs once said. Yeah. And uh, everything was feeling good. And I, I even got a bird, actually, on uh, 
hole nine at Wimbrook and I was feeling really good, like for the beginning of the season and for it to get taken away, just like in a snap of fingers, just sucks. I know ever since then, the weather really hasn't been that well, but like still like that, I thought he would have waited until the Monday, but he yeah. literally, it was literally 24 hours. I had nine holes booked at Shelburne and then I had 18 holes booked at Silverbrook for Saturday and Sunday. And I was just fuming. Whoa, I'm not. Whoa, in- whoa, 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 whoa. You birdied the ninth hole at Limbrook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we're gonna we're gonna backtrack here. Yeah. It's <laughs> a it's a it's a fucking par three course. Yeah. <laughs> so you got it in, yeah, in two I, strokes. I got it. I swear. I freaking launched my four iron, landed on the oh, green. I tapped. I tapped it in for bird. Do you throw you... one in from the? You throw one on the? You throw one on the green from the sand? Can count it. You got her in because the ninth hole is a par three. I know. Well, it's all a par three. It's a par three course. (laughs) Yeah, I know why. Yeah, I fucking know that. That's what I'm saying. You got it in in two fucking hits. (laughs) I absolutely did. You can ask T. You can ask TJ. TJ was there. He saw the whole freaking thing. Uh, No, I believe. Did he feel it? (laughs) I I wish he filmed it. I wish he did. I put that on my freaking golf highlight reel because there isn't much to put on it. I'll tell you that. Five second clip. It's you fucking birdie in the ninth at Limbrook. Yeah. Most of my highlight reel would probably be me shotgun and a Bud Light on the cart. Oh, fuck. Oh, I want to get back out so bad. Fuck. I do too. It's, you know what I'm thinking of doing? It's just grabbing a bucket. And just, well, I have a fairly decent backyard. I can use that as a freaking driving range if I want. But um, create a par three in your back, a little chipping section, put a fucking little pin down there. That's what uh, TJ actually told me him and his dad are thinking about, which I think is going to be an awesome idea. Um, I was thinking of getting a bucket, put it towards the back of my forest and just grab my 60 and chipping it and just hoping one lands in there. Yeah. Then what? What's your prize? (laughs) Just uh, pride. That's it. It's a good prize. Just me, just me thinking I'd be able to chip in in the hole on Shelburne or something. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I always do. I'll, I'll be like, oh fuck, I'm at the range. My fucking my wedge game's feeling good, and then I skull fuck everything from fucking twenty yards out. No, no, isn't that the worst though? When you go to the range and you just feel absolutely sharp, and then you tee up and your ball is just absolutely shanked. Oh fuck! What a, that's the story of my life. I suck at golf. Fuck yeah. golf. Sucks. <laughs> shitty sport i love it i know i feel the same way it's like i suck at it but i just love it so much and it's uh it's kind of weird how nowadays it's like a like a trend like how like everyone does it but like for us guys like guys like us that have been doing it for three four years now that before the whole covid golf boom you know yeah it's getting it's gone popular now it's a shame yeah because you got some absolute weirdos saying they're golfers nowadays I wish it was still a sport for nerds. We can get out yeah, yeah. fucking tea times and not worry, not have to worry about people behind you and in front of you. I know you got guys like Brad Earl who think they're golfers now, so it's like, oh yeah, Brad Earl. <laughs> this is a shout out. Brad Earl also fucking played with a ladies' club the first time yeah, I played with a new. So that's that's I'm putting Brad Earl on on blast right now. I am too. He used a ladies' <laughs> driver all summer last year. I think that he, he got bought that he bought with pride. He did not buy it for Michelle. He bought it for himself. <laughs> but For himself. But you know what? Love Brad. Shout out to him. Hopefully by the time he's home, we'll be able to golf with him. Okay. Uh, see how that slice is doing nowadays. I used to tell him, like, <laughs> you know, he, he has that Bubba Watson slice. He plays with it, though. So Yeah, that little baby draw. It's nice. Yeah. Pissing nice, me yeah. off as a fellow lefty. Yeah. Like, oh, man. But love Brad. Good dude. Well, boys, we're, we're hitting almost like 50 minutes or close to an hour. I think we had a hell of a conversation. I uh, got sure. some got some chirps in on the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren event. Talked a little bit about YouTubers and like Logan Paul, KSI. And then we got into golf, you know. So, I, Nate, thanks for coming on, man. You know what? Um, your passion for combat sports. I wouldn't want anyone else on the podcast with us and your knowledge. So, it's great to have you back. Even sooner than I thought I'd have you on, but I'm not complaining, but. Yeah, it's always good, boys. Thanks for having me again. And uh, fuck Triller. We'll end it off on that note. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Porn, you want to end up the signature? Just want to know what club did you use on the ninth hole from the tee box? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> All right, I told you. It was my four iron. 
Four iron to where? <laughs> four iron to about 10 feet from... Because you know, like, on that you, ninth you, hole, how it goes downwards? Yeah, I, I fucking use a driver on that hole. I'm not... That, yeah, that hole, hole. I'm, that, yeah, that hole of the pin's is. like 190 yards. I'm not fucking putting it on. I'm not it fucking is. jank the tank in it. <laughs> you, used a, you used a Louisville slugger, didn't you? Someone pitched it to you. No, yeah. I swear I absolutely put like on I the on the green. like i was freaking barry bonds on the green i swear oh, okay. i'm not kidding man oh, okay i thought i thought you said you you fucking hit it and then used your four iron that's why i was like where the fuck is he getting this extra stroke or- <laughs> no why would i why would i use my four iron if i'm like 60 yards away from the freaking hole <laughs> well i didn't know i didn't i didn't fuck i misunderstood you that's why i'm like what the fuck are you <laughs> oh no it was it was four iron off the t blocks crank the four iron on the green and Landed, sat on the green. It, it, it found a, it found a home on the green. It was just planted there, and it was the, it was downhill. So I hit it, and it was really slow. And it just, it literally, you know, Tiger Woods, two thousand five, like the heartbeat, um, like the heartbeat, like it was like it was sitting there, and then it just fell in, like, like I was like, damn it, I got, I got to tap in for par, and then I'm walking towards it, and just plops in. I was like, yes, doing the Tiger fist bump, going nuts. Was it there? Was it there longer than three seconds or ten seconds? It was um. It was probably about five seconds because I was walking toward. Okay. I mean, I play pretty fast golf, so You're I started lucky. walking You're towards lucky. it. Yeah, so it, it was a bird, and I mean, you know what? All right. You know, it, it's not it's not slander. I, I got a birdie before lockdown. I'm I can say that. So that lockdown birdie, baby. Lockdown birds, baby. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, maybe if I land one of those golf balls in my bucket in my backyard, I'll, I'll try to record that so no everyone can believe me with that. But hey, do you still have that ball that you shot the birdie with? Can you sign it for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah i wish i kept it that dude that <laughs> thing's probably seven eight feet deep in like one of um, the shelburne river on whole seven you know, snork you know snorkeling suit to find that fucking thing oh huh? absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is funny oh, oh. all right bro good talk boys good talking to you right. yeah thanks again nate for coming on man I appreciate your time be he- be healthy be safe you too thanks buddy. Buddy. all right take care Take care. See you, bro. See you, boys. Well, Chris, that was a good well, episode. That was a great episode. I'm glad uh, me and Nate could get some of our thoughts of that um, carnival of an event this past Saturday. And, uh, you know, we got into golf and other things. Uh, great conversation. Talked about some stuff I'm passionate about. So I had a blast. I don't know about for you, sure. but. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, can't party with the dogs. Stay on the porch. Thanks, guys.